0: Please be advised that Gen X,
1: This Is Why contains adult language. Amy Archer was a plump, distinctive, and marvellously quirky woman. Hi and welcome to Gen X, This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer, born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, I'm literally recording this from a room of foam. That's like good. just foam everywhere. Yeah, it's a pretty good situation I have going on here. That's how it's supposed to work. I'm in a rubber room. <laughs> I wish I was. Uh, Jenny, this, first of all, I just want to say, R.I.P. Bob Saget oh my god what happened he was pretty young i don't know he was 65 i think yeah but like to die that's young yeah and he was in they found him dead in a hotel room they Ooh. don't suspect drugs or foul play because i was immediately like mm. i mean i feel like Coke and hookers <laughs> not to laugh but if you're found dead in a hotel room like either something negligent happened in the hotels to blame or some you know there's hookers and blows involved or something I don't know. It's kind or of Or something weird. shady, like a kidnapping. Like, was there a money exchange that went know, badly? I don't know, because celebrities spend a lot of time in hotels. That's true. Good point. So, you know, if it was like you were found dead in a hotel, I'd be... I go, used mm. to spend a lot of time in hotels before the world <laughs> shut down. Or um, if I was found dead in a hotel. That'd be no, There was No, there was just a, a shooting in D.C. when I was down there catching COVID. They, um... Someone called, like, a pot dealer. You know, like... A f- what? simple pot dealer like bring over weed that happens all over the place those poor pot dealers they came over and the guy the pot dealer tried to rob him he's in an Airbnb the pot dealer in a condo the pot dealer tries to rob him pulls out a gun the other guy pulls out a gun they shoot each other they're they're both dead wow i know it's crazy to shoot each other that's some timing i know right cuz i yeah. feel like one person still would not get shot that's like a duel yeah hmm. um all right so jenny needless to say guys we're still all in the covid nightmare nobody has it but like the world has it and everything's it's a nightmare. just yeah. going so this episode sweet 16 was exactly what i needed okay. it was exactly what i needed because i was able to hate watch it and get out a lot yeah, of. yeah there was a lot of hate watching for me mm-hmm. that's when you were like i needed this i'm like really because i hated most of it no i needed somewhere to channel my hatred okay and it and was it on went, Manly. It went right on. Hey, everybody! Oh my God. I like, we'll get into that. We'll get okay. into that. So today we're looking at Little House on the Prairie, Season 6, Episode 22, Sweet 16. Jen? The description reads, when a school in a nearby town is in need of a temporary substitute, 15-year-old Laura finally gets her start as a teacher. As she grows and learns in her career, she also starts getting the kind of attention she always wanted from Almanza. Ding, ding, ding. Gates are open. 16. Boom, boom, boom. Everyone, okay. come on. Okay. All right, Jen, we open on the Wilder home. Eliza Jane is meeting with a Mr. Williams who has come to ask if she knows anyone who could fill in for Mrs. Trimble, a teacher in Curry who broke her leg. And she says her best student is 12. <laughs> who do and we it... think that is? Is it that I... sciencey nerd? Baby. Or is it the dude who was doing the papier mache? Oh yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> and she said the only sixteen-year-old in her class is the worst student. No, the oh oh because Laura's fifteen. She said poorest. I thought she meant socioeconomically poor. No, they're all and that's socioeconomically why poor was, that's why I was like, if he's the poorest, couldn't he use this job? No, that didn't make she sense She means to like me. worst performing. So that's Willie, right? No, Willie's not sixteen. It's got to be the other kid. You know who I'm talking about the one who's 32 the kid that they almost had yes they had to kick out of the class <laughs> he's the oldest maybe, maybe maybe so Liza jane then remembers wait a minute laura Ingalls will be 16 in two weeks well i guess she must be a mediocre student shut up jenny <laughs> williams says oh i guess i could bend the rules like i am an all-powerful white dude i could bend these <laughs> rules no problem Dude, the the rules bend to your will, okay? You're a white dude. Well, we see what the rules are soon. Yeah. So they head over to the school. This is what I've written. They head over to the school to quiz Laura on Thomas Jefferson. Apparently, there's just an instant (laughs) test. You have to recite what you know about Thomas Jefferson. You're ordained a teacher. And then I wrote, oh, wait, this is the teaching exam, I think. And then she passes. Now, I would like to just point out for the record in my ongoing series ways laura is better than mary mary almost burns it is this down seri- what is this studying series? for the teaching exam <laughs> and laura just whips it out laura just you know yellows it and she she passes this is the equivalent of somebody just showing up at your house and be like here's your job interview <laughs> like, like, i'm just gonna start asking you questions a job you didn't even know you applied for yep yep so jen she passes and they tell her she's got the job and it's 20 dollars a month plus room and board she'll be staying with the quote disabled teacher mrs trimble eliza jane says Elmonzo will be happy to take you don't worry about transportation i wrote uh pa is capable of driving her perv then there's a cut scene where she runs back home at what speed at scoop speed Mm -hmm. and she's like i'm a teacher i'm a teacher pa you kind of see him react and then cut scene scene. what what was that what was that I don't know. They just want to get some scoop speed in, I guess. <laughs> so next we see Ma and Laura at the Olsons buying a dress cause she also. I get, totally remember that dress. She also gets a ten dollar allowance to buy some stuff. Yeah. So she's getting a few like teachery dresses. I totally remember that dress. I do too. Mrs. Olson tells Carolyn, "Oh my God! Like it feels like yesterday that this one was so little." I feel like Coming. she's actually acting decent. She, she's actually being nice, and then she's like you know, I feel so old, and and she's like, you know, I'm so mad at Nellie for getting so old, and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, but I still have my Willie, my little, innocent, loving Willie. (laughs) Laura, meanwhile, is trying on the dress and runs out screaming that Willie was in the closet trying to peep on her. My God, (laughs) Willie. And Harriet, did you get this? Blames it on Nell's. She's like Nels, this is all your fault, and Nels doesn't even know what's going on. Like Nels has taught Willie to be a peeper. Well, and Nels is like, I know it's probably my fault, but what is it? Because <laughs> it's always my fault. All right, so it's the but the best is Willie. She's like, what were you? What did you think you were trying to see? And He goes, I don't know. I haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> So now it's the day of her leaving, and she looks so cute and grown up. She really does look adorable. The pigtails are gone. She's, pigtails she's are She's got her hair up in this, like, <laughs> twist, and then yep. she has this really cute, like, is it like a pillbox hat? No. Ha- no. 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 That was much later. It's just a really cute little hat with flowers on it. Like, she looks adorable. First of all, the hat doesn't match at all, though. It's ugly. Whatever. And then I, I don't know what he was doing, but I have here, Paul looks fucking smoking hot. Is he just sitting oh, at the table doing He's nothing? just sitting there. <laughs> he's literally just sitting there. So, Elmanzo comes down the driveway, and he picks her up. And they're driving to school, and she's fishing for compliments. Mm-hmm. Like, Paul thinks I look too mature. Do I look too mature? This is a new dress. And then he's like... Oh yeah, your dress is fine. Your hair's nice. No, I don't think you look too mature. I don't think you look mature at all. I, I don't. I forgot how much I hate him. Oh, he's like, ah, hey Beth, I'm here to pick you up. Oh, your hair he's, doesn't look too mature. He's just such a creepo. He's a creep. I hate him. Ugh. He's so slimy, Ugh. like I just. Uh. And I, you know, this is nothing against Dean Butler, who was horrified that he had a kid <laughs> Gilbert. Well, that was a whole thing. Oh, they, they, God. I'll do that. I'll do that in the next card in the coming season he, or in the coming episodes. sessions. He was episodes. probably horrified. So nothing against you, Dean Butler. The character, though, like I know in real life, Elmonzo was a lot older than her. Mm -hmm. But for the show, why couldn't they make them like 21? Yeah. Or like 20. You know what I mean? Or at least just not look so old. So we meet Miss Trimble. She's in a wheelchair and she's smoking a pipe. And her name is Minnie. And I have a note here that IMDb does her real dirty. Because here's how they describe her. Here's how they describe her. Her name is Lucille Benson. And her bio reads, her IMDb bio reads, Lucille Benson was a plump, distinctive and marvelously quirky actress with a heavy down-home southern accent who portrayed an offbeat and enjoyable array of colorful supporting dotty old lady roles in both films and tv shows Jeez! (laughs) wow i feel like somebody's gonna write that about me someday like amy archer (laughs) was a plump distinctive and marvelously quirky woman okay okay so she seems nice enough i have no issues with minnie well, it's she's funny because I was, like, I've been trained by Little House to think that the, the other teacher is going to be mean and nasty. Mm-hmm. Or, like, like, these older women are just going to be, you know, like, mean and conservative and hate the newcomer. Like, because that's what we see all yep. the time. Yep, But she's not. She's actually really cool. Correct. So the next day, Laura's heading to work, and some of the boys are, like, they're Laura's age, if not older. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. And they spot this immediately. They're like, wow, she's a kid. And I wrote, oh, God, is this going to be Whisper Country all over again? Well, and uh, again, I was trained to, like, because we've seen this uh-huh. with Beetle. We've seen this mm-hmm. with Mary. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, she's never going to get control of this class. But she does. Oh, uh, let's have a moment of silence. I miss Miss Beetle. Okay. Done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a kid in the class that looks 24. I'm like, is that David Cassidy? (laughs) No. I don't really know what David Cassidy looks like. You know what I call him? A broke down Rick Springfield. (laughs) He's cute. He's cute. He's got a real mouth situation happening. I don't know what that means. Like, his teeth are real all over the place. But he's cute. He's really cute. His name is Chad Brewster. And Laura gets home and she's filling mini on everything. Like, oh, this student this, this student this, this Chad Brewster, this Rick Springfield... He does kind of look like we're expensive. He's cute, but eh, whatever. Okay. So the next day, Laura's heading back to the school, and Jen, she bought herself some heels, and she is... She is... Go ahead. She's literally walking across a a fucking farm field in heels. Guys, there is no house or road as far as the eye can see. Well, and, and... to be fair in those days you didn't have the little heels yet. So it is like the thick Yes. The thick heel. Yes. But still, yeah, there's we don't even see where she's going. No. That's how far it is. It's it's like an ocean of field. Oh god. Could you imagine if that's how you had to get to work? No. I just quit. <laughs> if it snowed, I would lose my job. <laughs> So she's teaching and minding her own business when Mr. Williams drops in. And I have a question. Is he the superintendent? Yes, he is. And, okay. But this dude with his pop quizzes, man. He just loves to pop in and quiz a person. Okay. Now, he says, I was just in the area, and I'm just dropping by to see how it's going. She says, is there anything special you'd like to hear? Like, up until this point, I'm like, okay, because I'm a teacher. I'm used to being observed. You know, we mm-hmm. get evaluated all the time. This is perfectly normal. No, I can never do this. This is normal. Like, you would teach... If someone dropped in and was, like, watching me do my job, I'd be like, no. So, usually it's not a drop-in. You're told ahead of time. Okay. But, like, they might want to hear a certain lesson plan. They might want to hear a certain modality. And you have to accommodate. Okay. Okay. So he's like, I love me some mental... I don't know why he talks like he's in Sling Blade. I love me Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I, feel like I feel like that arithmetic. wasn't... That didn't happen. <laughs> You're just making that up. And he asks her to pose a question to the student in her highest grade. He would like them to divide two digits into six. Okay, now yes. Rick Springfield stands up. Like he up. likes ciphering. He likes ciphering. Rick Springfield stands up. And the problem is, here's, I'm going to read exactly what I wrote. three hundred and forty seven thousand two hundred and sixty four times six divided by sixteen. Now, first of all, I wouldn't even be able to remember the number they just threw at me. That would be the hardest part for me, to be fair. <laughs> yes. Like, I can do the mental arithmetic, mm-hmm. but remembering what the original number is is the tough part for me. So I wrote, oh, my <laughs> God, what kind of maniac can do this without writing this down? Holy You fuck. could do this. You could. do the this. The answer is 21,704. What just happened? You could do Guys, this. Guys, he just does You just this. take the first two numbers. You put 16 into it. Whatever your remainder no. is, you add it to no. the next two Stop. numbers. This, to okay. me, is the equivalent of just, like, watching a mother lift a car off a kid. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> it is impossible. It's not. It's impossible. So he gives her a glowing recommendation because uh, Rick Springfield doesn't normally volunteer. And he stood up and yeah. he volunteered and, you know, it was it was accurate. And I just wrote, this was not a proper evaluation, but okay, whatever. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, Amy, you saw how you got a teaching certificate in this day. That's true that's true so now we see Almanzo coming into town to get Laura why where is Charles where is Charles I have an index card (laughs) please let it be on Charles no it's not on Charles did this really happen yes so because the Ingalls family moved so often Wilder and her siblings mainly taught themselves and each other they attended local schools whenever they could her decision to become a teacher herself was largely an economic one. Her family needed additional income, especially with Mary away at the school for the blind. So in 1882, Wilder passed the test to obtain her certificate. Just 15 years old, she signed up to teach at a one-hour I have, one hour, I have a one hour <laughs> at a one-hour country schoolhouse. At a one-room country schoolhouse would be the correct <laughs> phrase, 12 miles from where her parents lived. During her time teaching there, her parents often sent a family friend named Elmanzo Wilder to pick her up and bring her home for the weekends. Over the course of these rides, Laura Elmanzo fell in love. See? It's all their fault. And were married in 1885. Jeez, this is how it happens. You take your eye off the ball for one fucking second. What are you talking about? They trusted Almanzo. Oh, yeah. Laura quit teaching. They were probably trying to fix her up. You wanted to marry your daughters off in this day. Not to a 25-year-old. Well, maybe not, but, like, they, they probably were okay with that. Mm. Laura quit teaching to raise children, and in 1886 gave birth to a daughter, Rose. I just threw a couple extra facts on. Ooh, extra in 1889, facts. she had a son who tragically died within a month of birth. Mm. A lot of people did. No, but, like, the Engels... Yeah. Men that, just can't was, live in their family. That was very common then, though. But I wonder if that's, like, because Mary... We know that didn't happen to Mary. Mm-hmm. Like, Mary never had children. Mm. She didn't marry. Right. Nobody wanted her. So, they were just discriminating against her because she was blind. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, I wonder if, like, some of that is based on Laura's history. Maybe. Not long after Almanzo contracted dietheria and was partially paralyzed, then in 1890, their house burned to the ground. So, they got little housed. Wow, they did get little housed. Holy shit. <laughs> in conclusion... This really happened, and this is how they actually fell in love with each other. Yeah. This is what happens, guys. You trust your kid. You look the other way for five minutes. (laughs) Boom. You okay, Amy? I'm all right. (laughs) Okay. So, Laura stays after to thank Chad Brewster, a.k.a. Rick Springfield, for, like, making her look good. And he's like, well, you know, I just, she's like, how do I get you to participate more? And he's like, I just want to be a farmer. I don't really need this shit and she's like, "Dude, I think Dude, you're smart. I think you could yeah. be more than a farmer. Like that math problem you just pulled off. Holy fuck! You're ciphering in your head. Yeah, not that you have to cipher math problems in your head if you're a doctor, but." So he's like, "Well, maybe I'll be a doctor because my uncle's a doctor or something." somebody in his family's the doctor his grandfather was a doctor so she's like that sounds amazing you should achieve your dream i kept seeing chemistry between these two i don't know it was just i know me. he really liked her yeah he really liked her so he's like i'll bring laura goes i'll bring you some of doc baker's books and i just wrote god knows he doesn't need them god knows he never read them <laughs> <laughs> wait what if what if she gave him the book and it's like brand new and like the spine <laughs> isn't even opened? <laughs> so manly comes and he grabs laura's bag and before he could put it in the coach he just stares at her like a peeper this got so creepy he tells laura oh you look older bet something's going on here i think i have an erection (laughs) (laughs) okay and i'm like a week of teaching has aged her a few years (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah, that makes sense that tracks right? that i mean tracks. i don't teach primary school god love you guys who do I don't and know then i re- and then i realize that she thinks it's the shoes oh does she because there's kind the she thinks that she looks down at her shoes okay, when they're pulling away all right. so laura arrives home and the family comes out to hug her and she completely blows manly off yes jenny why is albert still 12 <laughs> what do you mean? like laura has aged and like albert's still the same age i feel like i know. So he's like, "Hey Beth, I'll pick you up Sunday at three. And she's like, "Okay, whatever, creepo. Get out of here." She really. Well, blows she's now off. she's focused on her career now. She's very excited about. it. She wants to talk to her mom about it. Like she's not laser focused on him. Right. And I think that he's like, "Wait a minute. Of course. What of about course. me? Yes." So that night, Laura's telling Carolyn about the way that Manly's been looking at her. <laughs> like, now she's back to being obsessed. Do you about want to it, file police report? <laughs> She's like, it's finally happening. And Carolyn's like, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. You know, whatever. Laura says, but this is scary because now that he's watching, he's going to be watching. And what if I say something wrong? And Carolyn tells her, just be you. P.S. Carolyn tells her, let him chase you a little bit. Let him pursue you.
0: Hey, it's Sharon. And here's where it gets interesting. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At blue nile.com you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Now we get a little glimpse of what Carolyn has done to Charles. <laughs> yep. Oh, Paul would not have to chase me very far. All right, so Car get, Carolyn gets downstairs, and Pa's making himself a sandwich gem. Were you proud of him? Yeah, he's actually, like, <laughs> feeding himself. I'm so impressed. She tells him what's going on with the Monzo, and he's like, look, I don't like this dude. I was pawing this whole episode. Yeah. I don't yeah, like I, this I, I, dude. I, I don't like him driving her back and forth. That's fucking weird. He's what like, is the difference in their age? Like, 10 years? Yeah, I think so, right? I think it's at least 10 years. Let's do a pause and find out. Pause. Okay, we're back. So the actors are how old, Jenny? Sixteen and twenty four. Sixteen and twenty four. In real life, Laura and Elmanzo were ten years apart. So I mean this is a twenty four year old dude having to Well that's uh, that's the problem, right? It's not the ten years. Like if you were thirty and 40, 40 nobody give a shit. Right. And I mean But it's that she's sixteen. That's and the problem. No, guys, don't come at us. We know that was common. Very yeah. common. But, I mean, for television's sake, to make it a little more palatable, couldn't a little you better. just have made him, like, 20? Get a 20-year-old uh, actor. Okay. Yeah, 19. Well, that was a whole big thing. What? That she was creeped out by him. That, like, that Melissa Gilbert was not okay with this. I don't blame her. Like, a creeped out. And her, her, her mother out. shouldn't have been okay with that. Okay. Alright, so Pa continues his tirade He's like, by the time they got home tonight It was almost dark They could have lost a wheel Gotten stuck somewhere I, yeah, I mean, like if this. anyone knows something about losing a wheel <laughs> But it has to be raining and dark For Pa to lose a wheel Um. Alright, so Andy has to have his shirt off Alright, where are we? So, Carolyn says You're being ridiculous, Charles They could have gotten attacked by a herd of elephants also Then she tells Charles, look, it's your busiest season. And with Jonathan away, you need a day of rest because you're not getting any younger. And he's like, whew. Then he goes, yeah, well, neither is Almanzo. And he storms off. Well, how old is Charles? Because I think there's like 10 years between Charles and Mm -mm, Manly, too. mm -mm. Oh, he's in his 40s. Yeah. Okay. So the next day, guys, the Ingalls are working in the drama barn, Charles and Carolyn. And Almanzo pulls up, hey, everybody. <laughs> and Manly asks Charles, can I invite Laura to the church social next Friday night at Nellie's? We're having a church social. So Charles is like, I don't fucking know, dude. You're going to have to ask Laura. And he says it through like clenched teeth. Yeah. He's yep. just not happy about this. So Laura comes out and Manly's like, can I invite you to the church social? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I put a picture of this in the Mimi Bees. Charles standing <laughs> so behind Almanzo with the biggest look of disappointment that I have ever seen. I feel seen. <laughs> no, but then what happened? All right, so then Laura plays hard to get and tells him she'll think about it. And then did you see the smile on yes. Pa's face? Yes. <laughs> was yes. so good. Here's the biggest smile. And, like, could, this is the moment in time where the hand in the relationship has shifted. Yes. Yep. Do you remember that episode of Seinfeld? Yes. I have no hand. I have no hand. hand. (laughs) And um, Manly had it the whole time. Now it's And now it has shifted. Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, okay. Well, come on, let's go. Oh, shit. I'm getting dissed by a 16-year-old. So they leave. And Charles is like, oh, my God, thank God. My daughter's showing some common sense. And Carolyn says, oh, so if she agreed to go with him, then she's my daughter. Their yeah. relationship has totally changed this season. Again? And I don't like it. Um, I don't know. I don't hate it. I feel like they're kind of, like, getting a little more quippy. I feel like they're more equals. I don't know. I just like when she's I don't all know. ready to I don't bang think it's him bad. all the time. And okay. he's hot doing that's stuff. Yeah, okay. no, that's great. So, at the Wilders, Manly is, <laughs> Manly's thrown a man fit. He, he is, is, like... A pouty fucking baby like Jonathan. He is pouting by the fire. Eliza Jane's sitting there like, "What the fuck's going on?" He's. You could tell Eliza Jane's like. He's up. even angrily fixing his tea. Do you notice that <laughs> he takes it out on his tea? So he starts telling Eliza Jane what's going on. He's like, "I'm trying to be nice, inviting Laura to the church social." No, he says something like. He implies that he did something. She's like, What did you do? (laughs) He's like, Oh, I asked her to the church social. And Eliza Jane's like, Yeah. Yeah. Which paw does that later? (laughs) So then Manly's like, She's just a kid, right? I mean, she's just a kid. And they work out that this 16 year old is not a kid. Because Eliza Jane's like, I don't think she's just a kid. Oh God! And then Manly has this weird sexual smile, and he's like, "I don't think so either." Ugh! Oh, <laughs> I can't! <laughs> I can't believe this is like the message we're being sent. So the next day, week, I don't know. Manly comes over to the mill. I guess Charles is at a mill. It's not the mill; it's a mill. He's picking up a shipment he's somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, he's, he's at a barn overlooking a pasture with wood in it. I don't know what's happening. I don't know how the wood got there. Nope. Maybe it's extra storage for the mill. I don't know. So Almanzo offers to make a delivery for him, and he's like, well, maybe I'll stop by and say hi to Laura. Hey, everybody. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) God. Charles Uh, is like, what the fuck? Fine. Okay, whatever. I love this disapproving Charles. (laughs) Yeah, he's good disapproving so now laura is in school with chad and he's talking about the rib cage and how flexible it is jen yeah he's like look let me show you now chad broke down rick springfield does make a misstep here you should not touch your teacher's teacher you just shouldn't even in a demonstration of a medical thing do not touch you know just press your own rib and say would you like to touch my rib yep that is the right you don't touch your teacher Okay. Gen Gen X pro tip. Don't touch your teacher. Okay. So he's showing her by putting his hands on her. Just as Manly comes in. And what does Manly do, Jen? He punches a 15 year old. (laughs) I (laughs) screeched while I was watching this. I just have to say that this guy really needs to hang out with to find some people his own age. (laughs) Like he's in love with a 15 year old. He's punching a 15 year old. Dude, you're 24. And everyone knows this person. Everyone knows this guy. <laughs> yep, yep. Right? Yep. I knew this guy when I was like 15. Yes. Yeah. I was, I told you before, I was like 14 dating a 20 year old. It was very Jesus. brief, but it was weird. Okay. And then you look back on and you're like, why was that guy around me? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, gross. Who, who were these people and why didn't they have friends who were like graduated high school maybe? Yeah, it was weird. So, all right. So, he punches him. Laura starts freaking out. Then he starts yelling at Laura. Is that any way for a teacher to conduct herself hugging? Hugging? Okay. God. Laura helps Rick Springfield up. (laughs) She takes him outside. And I wrote, what a lawsuit Rick Springfield would have today. Oh, (laughs) Oh, my my God. God, Right? (laughs) He'd be set up for life. (laughs) So, now, Jen, back at the, I don't know, the barn in the middle of nowhere, Charles is looking real pensive. On a fence post with his little like knee up in the air and his elbow on his knee, looking all hot like some kind of cologne ad. I don't know what's going on. Okay, there. all right. And we see Almanzo approaching. And Charles asks, What's going on about Laura? Like, why are you back so soon? And Manly's like, Hey, everybody, can we chat? <laughs> All right, so Alonzo decides he's going to just rip this wound right open with Charles. He's just going to lay it on, and he's like, look, I know how you feel about our age difference. To be honest, I always felt that way, too. Until yesterday. I always thought of Laura as a young, nice friend, but now something has changed. And you can tell Paul (laughs) wants to punch him right in the face. Paul wants to dig a hole and just fall into it and never come out. (laughs) Manly says, I feel something different for Laura. Something real different. Oh, boy. And then he goes, but in an honorable way, of course. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Charles is literally seething. (laughs) Seething. (laughs) But then Manly tells him what happened. No, no, Manly goes, it doesn't matter after what I did. And Charles is like, what did you do? do? (laughs) So Manly explains what happened, and Charles kind of lets out a little smile. He, he's snickering. Mm-hmm. He loves mm-hmm. this, and he he goes, "Is Laura real mad at you?" Or something yep. Like that. Yep. He's like, "Yeah." So Manley's all like, "Can you pick her up tomorrow? She probably won't want to see me since it's her birthday now." And, and Charles is like, "Oh yeah, motherfucker, I got this," yeah. and he's grinning <laughs> ear to ear. Yep. Oh God. <sighs> all right. Now Laura's at school, it's her last day, and she's thanking the students, and they... Pre- no, but then she said something about coming back on no, no, Monday, no, she I didn't. was so confused. No, she didn't. She said, I'll have She said, I'll have a Monday. lot of work for you for Monday. So, like, she's leaving it with the teacher. Oh, is the impression okay. I got.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I was very confused. They okay. present her with a birthday gift, and Jen, I have to say, in my ongoing series of Why Laura is Better Than Mary, look at the contrast. Mary at Whisper Country, they're trying to kick her ass and calling her a whore. Laura, they're congratulating her and giving her a gift. She was also in the middle of a cult. Mm. True, but, you know, I'm just... This seems like a normal I'm just saying, stack their teaching experiences up against each other, and Laura wins. Ding! So Charles picks up Laura, and now she's moping. And she doesn't Mm -hmm. know why Almanzo didn't pick her up, and Charles... Charles tells her she should forgive him why I think Charles like knows they really like each other like you know he ultimately does the right thing and like says like he didn't mean it and well he says jealousy means you love someone nope nope no Mm-mm. or you could just be a maniac <laughs> Laura is like and I'm not saying people don't get jealous but you shouldn't reframe that as healthy and an attractive quality So Laura's like, oh, my God, do you think Almanzo's in love with me? And Paul's like, maybe. But then he quickly says, you are not allowed to get married until you're 18. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So Paul then says, by the way, BT dubs, Almanzo's going to the church social, and he's taking Eliza Jane. Okay. (laughs) Now at the church social, no one can find Manly, but Albert, the ass kisser, asks Miss Wilder to dance. Like, Eliza Jane. Oh, my God. Really, Albert? Did you see, um, I have, look at Harry and Nell's cutting a rug. Eliza Jean looks insane and gets a little too excited when Albert asks yeah, her to like dance. like, what, guys, you're either the kid who dances with your teacher or you're not. And I hope you're not. <laughs> Were you the kid that danced with your no, teacher? No, no. All right, so Charles and Carolyn are also dancing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there. It's a church social. <laughs> Laura has her hair down. Jen, what are your thoughts on her having her hair down? I thought it made her look younger. I thought it made her look yeah, younger, too. bad move, yeah. misstep. Okay. So, she heads into the kitchen, and there she sees Manly in the dark, moping. Can we discuss what is with the chest hair sticking out of a shirt? Uh, I don't want to think about <laughs> it. Hey, everybody, I have been a thing? <laughs> was, it, was that a thing? I feel like that's a 70s thing. It like is. a 1970s it is. thing. It's a 70s, 80s thing. Ugh, okay. So, all right. So, she comes over. They're talking, like small talk. And he's like, who'd you come with? She's like, who'd you come with? Blah, blah, blah. Manly says, since we're both here, can I be your escort? And she says, okay. Then he gives her a present. And I wrote, is it a napkin? Is it a placemat? Oh, it's a shawl. I thought it it was like a dresser scarf. Remember (laughs) those? What the hell is a dresser scarf? You put it on your dresser. No, I know what it was, but like, why were we doing that? I I have one on the girl's dresser. Really? Yes. That's still a thing? Well, it's like a table runner. Okay. Okay. So... Where am I? Oh, it's a shawl. So she puts it on and she says... It's like I'm wearing your colors. Ew. And he says, I hope so. And then, then, I don't know if we have a segment for this. Most disgusting thing ever said. (laughs) He whispers, sweet 16. (laughs) God, sweet 16. man, dude, you are 24. And then they kiss. And I just wrote, oh, this is hard to watch. Thank God it was just a quick smooch. He looks like a predator. and He, like, reads like a predator. I'm sorry. He just does. Chris Hansen walks in. Hey, Manly. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, Char- so they go out and they start dancing. Now, of all the horrific shit that happened in this episode, this is probably the worst. Charles sees them dancing, and what does he say, Jen? He says, I have a feeling I'm about to lose a daughter. Carolyn says i hope so because i'm dying to call you grandpa oh that moved fast well, i wrote <laughs> you know since your grandfather status has been revoked since your grandchild burned to death in a fire three weeks ago <laughs> that's I'm right like, i holy forgot holy shit and i just wrote oh that's right he was already a grandfather I wrote, this is written by a man this was written by a man I am hereby calling for the arrest of John Dugan because this is atrocious. That's right. He was already a grandfather. I forgot. Holy shit! The only thing I think it was: did they film this one before that other one? Um, if you're a writer on a TV show, that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> I, I well, unless they air them in a and, different order that you wrote them in. Not even that. Last season, Mary had a son who died, like in a a, a oh, bad yeah. miscarriage. Well, but he wasn't born yet. But the one that was born, clearly a grandfather. Jenny, I'd like to take you to the rewrite corner. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to go. Can I stay here? Here is how this could have went. Notice I do not mention grand- grandfather. Charles could have said, I feel like I'm losing a daughter. And Carolyn could have said no, you're not, Charles. Don't look at it that way. Laura will always be your half pint. He could have said, I know, I know. It's just so hard to watch her grow up. And then Carolyn could have said, don't worry about it. You still have Carrie. And Charles could have said, "Mm." (laughs) and Carolyn could have said, well, you have Grace. And then he could have said, okay, you're right. That's how it could have went. There didn't have to be any mention of Mary's dead baby that was really there mean. wasn't there there was like an exclusion of mary's that dead was baby really mean oh my god and he's like laughing like oh i'd like to call you grandma you motherfuckers your grandchild right. is dead totally three forgot. weeks <laughs> we don't know do you think though that they wrote these separately and recorded them and like maybe the writers didn't know what order <laughs> these were airing in i um, wouldn't put a pass pro land tip in. if you're selected to be a writer on a show find out Find out that information. (laughs) All right, Jenny, and we cut, and that's the end of the episode. I mean, (sighs) whose fault is this? This is Manly's fault. (laughs) Hey, everybody, it's all my fault (laughs) for turning into a creeper. (laughs) Laura puts her hair up and puts on a pair of heels, and he turns into a creeper. I have that this is Carolyn's fault because I feel like she encourages it. (gasps) <gasps> she should be not encouraging this she should be like what okay. about willie you could marry into the olsen family oh lord i mean willie's like they're andy garvey they're best friends yeah garvey'd be a mm-hmm. good match for her although he's i feel like he's not enough personality for laura but neither's manly so. manly is a wet blanket willie willie would be a good match for willie Laura. willie would be a actually. perfect match for laura mm-hmm. yeah okay jen so at the end of every episode, we look back on theme or lesson, something we took from either the original or the rewatch. We think about how it affected us, where it, you know, manifests in our life today. We call it our why it's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this episode? This is why we thought it was totally fine to <laughs> date a 25-year-old when we were 16. <laughs> we just saw this all over the place, but and, and I feel like, When you're twelve watching this or ten or nine or however old we were, like you don't you don't take into consideration the context of like maybe that was okay in eighteen ninety, but this is nineteen eighty six. I wonder if this is where my fetish for old men comes from. Is that your why? No. But I just wonder if that's where it came from. Like this romanticizing of isn't it because you loved charles isn't that working probably all right jenny i have this episode could not come at a more appropriate time in my life (laughs) this is why you sometimes have to stand back and you just have to let your kids walk into the unknown even if you don't like it it's hard and it's heartbreaking but it's necessary and it will crush your soul into pieces (laughs) like I was feeling Charles here because my daughters are at the age where they have serious boyfriends they're dating they're going into this thing thing. Mm -hmm. and it's just like sometimes you approve sometimes you don't and you're just kind of like I gotta let you do this and just walk off that cliff and it's real difficult other mothers out there Amy needs help with this (sighs) she's in a place I'm in a a dark place (laughs) It's just really hard. It's really hard to be like, because there comes almost like a handing off of the baton. Like, okay, I've gotten you this far. Now here's the baton and you take it and go the rest of the way. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you just have to have an immense amount of trust that they're going to make good decisions. And when they don't, it just crushes you. Like, it's just. uh... You mean when I remind you that they're cut from our (laughs) DNA, so you better keep a closer (laughs) eye on them? You don't believe me? Pretty much. All right, so, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? Oh, I know what's coming up next. Uh. You know what's coming up next. I know. Next. Season 6, episode 23, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, part 1. Elmonzo gives Laura a painful ultimato. Either run away with him now or forget the relationship hey, altogether. Hey, everyone, I'm a dickbag. bag. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Harriet also wants Nellie to be trained to take over the restaurant, but the hiring of Percival Dalton creates more mayhem than anyone imagines. I like Percival. Percival comes in. I like him. Okay. Guys, make sure you subscribe and and watch your feed because we're going to be dropping in a few days part of our coverage of the Golden Girls. So we're covering the Golden Girls over on Patreon, but on the free feed, we're going to drop our coverage of episode one from season one. And then the rest of uh, our coverage will be on Patreon. So check that out. We had a good time covering The Golden Girls. It's so nice to watch that again. It's so good. You know, it's funny. We could not think of how to pronounce Dorothy's last name. And this morning (laughs) I'm in the shower and I'm like, it's Dorothy Bornak. Okay. It's not. I was saying Zornak. It's Bornak. Okay. Oh, my God. How could I not know that? I don't know. Jesus Christ. Um, All right, Jenny. So anything else? Um, I don't think so. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, our Millie Vanilli, our look at Millie Vanilli. Um, We enjoyed it, and we'll have a new deep dive episode for you coming up in March. We're not sure what it's going to be yet, though. So, thanks so much for listening. If you want bonus content, go over to GenXThisIsY.com, sign up for our Patreon. Um, Subscribe, give us a rating, it helps people find us, and consider joining our Facebook group, The Mimi Beast. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.
0: Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not.